Vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. And for you? The same. How do you take it? Straight up. With a twist. Thank you, Mr. The name's Bond. James Bond. Fast Brit John Hunt. Mm. 006 reporting for duty. Uh, Clay for him. You're late, 007. I had to stop, I had off to stop the, in the yeah, shit. stop off in the bathroom. The turlet. The head. The turlet. That's a good one. The head. All right. All right. All right. Welcome back. I feel like it's been a couple weeks since the three of us all. Together, yeah. world events kept us apart. World events, yes, stupid events. Mm. There's some good events too, though. Anyway, we're gonna have a, we're gonna talk. We're back to our versus thing. We're gonna we're gonna do some James Bonds. It's, a, it's uh, not. We're not gonna do James Bond every week for the next no like, no twelve weeks because we were gonna yeah, do are you crazy. We were gonna do fir- the first Bond and last Bond. We're going to talk about each actor. Well, and at least George Lazenby saves us a movie. That's right. So yeah. I guess it would be First 11. Last. Yeah. <laughs> the same that thing. We could talk yeah, about that documentary. That. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. But, yeah. This, but GoldenEye is a good one to start off with, I think. because. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just in a Brosnan kind of mood. Oh, yeah. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> but my it favorite was the- era of movies back then. It was so good. Yes, it was the first that had been a, a six-year hiatus between License to Kill and GoldenEye, and that was the longest that they had ever gone in. Yeah, except for now. Right, well, now, <laughs> yeah, now. You know, No Time to Die should have been out already. Yeah. Twice, I think. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, so that was, you know, it was... It's a good one to start. There were a lot of new... There was a new M, a new Money Penny, and they obviously... They ran it by Dalton. A new James Bond. Yeah, uh, Cubby Broccoli had wanted to continue with Dalton. He's like, yeah, I'll do one more. He's like, no, 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 no. It, we want you to do three more after this. And he was like, I'm good. You know, no it's okay. Yeah. But wasn't he already kind of ready to go? Like, I feel like they told him pretty late. Did I read that somewhere? Yeah, I believe you are correct that yeah. he was ready to go. And then they were then they were sort of like, but we want you to do more. And then he was like, well, I'm look at for God's sake. I think, I think that was probably the best move. Uh, <laughs> but despite, so I, don't, I don't look at I don't hate Timothy Dalton as James Bond. I think he was fine. Nor I liked I. those two movies. I I really enjoyed License to Kill at the time it came out. I haven't watched it in a long time. But but I did like that one. Oh, yeah, Gritty Bond and stuff. I like that. But 
I, you know what? It, it was always nagging me that Pierce Brosnan lost out on James Bond. Because of Remington Steele. Uh, yeah. You know, it, he had commitments. Nowadays, I feel like you could do both. I don't know. Well, Maybe it he, was, they had, the, yeah. the, the show said, we'll work around your filming schedule. And Cubby Broccoli was like, no, 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 no. Like, people are going to watch James Bond for free on TV. They're not going to come to the movies to see him. Remington Steele will not be James Bond. And then he slammed his fist down on the table. Oh, really? No, he didn't slam his fist, but he did say something along those lines. Like, Remington Steele is not going to be James That's Bond. a really funny, it's an interesting take. Why well, buy the milk when I get the cow at home for free? I, right? I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I feel like people still would have gone to see the movies. I feel know? like that, too, because they're sort of different animals. But, you know, it dilutes the brand, apparently. It, so. Well, people didn't really do that back then quite yet. That's relatively modern that people would go from TV to to the movies and, and back yeah and they, forth. it was segmented back then. Like, yeah people you know, were just tv leave. actors and movie right. actors and yeah. and you wanted to, if you're a tv actor you wanted to be a movie actor yeah right now now everybody just goes and does whatever i feel like charlie sheen's the one that made it okay to be a tv actor i, if you were I was thinking keeper sutherland i was thinking that, that was right around the same time yeah, yeah so you yeah, got yeah, your yeah. two and a half men which was a big success even though it's a i can't believe it but it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he won that. an Emmy or something for that. And then, yeah, and then yeah. Kiefer Sutherland with 24 when that yeah. was a big thing. Right, right. So can you maybe – I don't know. I know there were all these lawsuits going on, which is kind of the reason for the six-year hiatus. Uh, what the hell is going on there with with James, with James the rights to James Bond? That they, Do you know, John? Oh, boy. It's um, <laughs> a lot of stuff that went on back then, and it's it's – hard for me to because uh, i had all this stuff ready before world events had interrupted our uh, right stupid uh, events uh, well i mean we don't have to get it it's just i think, there was a I lot think of... it was a, it was there was first you had your kevin mcclory's running his lawsuits at everybody the guy that produced thunderball back in the 60s and helped co-write it with ian fleming so he had always been like i got my james bond and then i think i'm trying to look now through like wikipedia but i'm like I, th- I, I thought that I thought that oh. MGM had gotten sold or, or something to Sony. So there were just a lot of things that were holding the filming up. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, this is the first think... original Bond story that's not a that's not from the book. That's right. The first one that doesn't have any Ian so, Fleming. So maybe uh... that's kind of why they decided to go that route. Well, it uh... is named after Fleming's place in Jamaica. That was his, his little his little writing. Yes. And, and actually, I have an I have a dropped some science World War Two fact on that that place in Jamaica was named after Operation Goldeneye, which was an Allied plan during World War Two. Oh. Okay. So here here there were development hell caused by legal problems between MGM, the parent company, the series distributor, United Artists. And Broccoli's Danjack, the owners of, 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 of <laughs> you know, I'm so glad someone else knows that reference. <laughs> so I love, uh, I love that. MGM and UA was to be sold for a billion dollars to Quintex, an Australian American financial service company that had begun making television broadcast and entertainment purchases. One when they million could provide $50 million letter of credit, One the billion. deal fell apart. Wow. So it, it that's essentially it's a lot of red tape legal yeah. shenanigans, and that's what held up the Bond movies for six years. Well, 
And it's funny because when this one came out, the Berlin Wall had fallen. Yeah, uh, everybody was like, James Bond is dead. You know, yeah, no- there was talk that it wouldn't, it wasn't relevant anymore. It wouldn't and, matter. And a year before this came out, True Lies came out, which was essentially yeah. a James Bond movie. Like, I didn't really like but, True Lies except but, for that opening scene. But they were like, oh, they saw that and they were like, we got to kind of up the whole action thing yeah here. they, they right. changed the plot too there was the plots are very similar i, I it's kind of weird to think that because to me true lies was mostly about like jamie lee curtis jamie lee out. curtis yeah, yeah like all the other stuff was just stuff like you know yeah. I mean? like yeah. who cares what the story is her then she wanted to be a cool spy too you know all that stuff yeah. who cared about what the actual story was but whatever i mean the writers golden eyes that we got to change it yeah. Make more action packed. So yeah, when the Fantastic Four film came out, they were like, "Oh, geez, the Incredibles just came out. We got to do something better." <laughs> and they and failed. They didn't. But <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. In the, I think they worked it into the script pretty well by having Judy Dench as the new yes. M, saying that he, even saying that he was a sexist, misogynist dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. They and acknowledged the, all yeah. the things. You know, they said, "Yeah, we get it. Everybody's saying this about us. We know." Yeah. Right. It's, it's the best way to handle it, but it, they didn't change anything really about the character. He was no, still, he's still still a sexist. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and that's the point. They're like he's going to be this way regardless of what's going on in the world. I mean, they tweaked him a little bit in License to Kill, where he was really only with that one lady. But but they were like, oh, no, what's he? They went back to Bond basics in this one. He wasn't on a vendetta. He'd like unlike every Daniel Craig movie where he's a rogue spy. You know, yeah, like, like every yeah, single yeah, one. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this this is a this would fit in with I think the the mid to late Connery and Roger Moore films. This would it's it's a combination of those two. Yeah. Mm. I, unfortunately, I think Pierce might be a little closer to Moore than Connery, but you know. Yeah, I mean he's he's got the. He's got the the lines. He's like, you know, there's, the, the there's some pretty bad groaners because me and Mrs. Elder were watching it and she's like, oh, ugh, boy, that's that's a, a, a rough, a rough line. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like I feel his delivery is great. So even the, I, the, he's know. my favorite bump. You know? Yeah, he's my favorite actor. I don't think he has the best movies, but I think I think, you know, how certain people are just born to do something like sure. Todd McFarlane was born to draw Spider-Man. Pierce Brosnan was born once. My spawn, yeah. Now, now I, sit, I agree. Sit back and get ready to be terrified by a new episode of Spawn. <laughs> Thank you. He, I think you're right. Well, I think the scene with the Baccarat, where they're playing Baccarat. Yes. It, yeah, I mean, it's. I think there's some great lines in there, even though, like, you know, it's it's. Back it's James Bond world, so right. it's okay. I get it. You know, I remember. And also, it was listening like. To, would be not progressive really for us now, but back then was, hey, look at this guy he is a little bit, hey. Yeah, you kind of think it's cool, you know? Yeah, You're like, he, hey, yeah. He, uh, I don't know. I mean, her name is Zinya on a top. I mean, like, she, yeah. Uh, yeah. In the uh, tradition of Pussy Galore. Yeah. Right. Zinya on a top. On a top? In the tradition of <laughs> Sophia Boobs. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I think it's a fun scene, though. And like some of the lines are a little cheesy, but yeah, she's. And when he orders, you know, what kind of drink? She says, straight up with a twist. And he's like, 
I don't know. He's like, he, gives, he has a couple little looks in that scene. Yeah, that are, that's what I think. The looks are, 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 that are, are amusing. Yeah. It's just shy of winking at the camera at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It works. The, the scene, you know, before that, with the where she's driving the Ferrari, and of course he's got the yes, and Marnie's got the girl in the car, and he's he, all that. So apparently, she she's doing a lot of that driving, actually. Yes, uh, but she had also said that there was a stunt driver that right. crashed the car. And yeah, there, there was, was like a dude was, yeah. dressed dressed as her, and she uh-huh. she said that she had watched him like sort of in tears with fake lashes falling off his face and stuff because he was like, <laughs> oh, I said, it was something like eighty thousand dollars worth of damage. They the borrowed car. it from Ferrari because of course Ferrari wants their shit in the movie, so they just he did he wrecked it in the car, he wrecked the car into a wall, kind of like cave wall, like the you know Roadrunner kind of thing that's going on there, and they wrecked a the camera too. Yeah. Um, that's that's a lousy stunt driver. Don't hire him again. <laughs> well, hire him for the tank scene because he could handle that well. Well, uh, we, we can get to the tank scene in a minute because that was uh, that whole point out, I would like to point out the Pierce Brosnan weight thing. Oh, please. That is that he was both the lightest and heaviest bond to be cast in oh. uh, an eye. He was like 165 pounds, making him the lightest bond. And then by the time. Die another day came around. He was two hundred and eleven pounds. Didn't look that much different yeah. though, did he? Di- um, di- you mean? Oh yeah, die another day, right? Di- yeah, you can see because uh, I remember Gene Siskel in a, a review of Golden Eye said that Pierce Brosnan was too thin. He looked more like James Bond's butler. And uh, and then when <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies came out, he had pointed Alfred out Bond. that that Brosnan started putting on some weight, and oh. that he must have uh, taken his comments to heart. Well, maybe. Yeah. Speaking of the Ferrari thing, so apparently BMW had, they wanted their car in, in this movie as well, and they paid $3 million, and it's apparently one of the best examples of product placement in movie history, because they made about $240 million, like, supposedly, off of this movie. Yeah. And wow. because people were ordering it, like, in advance, just by seeing it. Yeah, for, it was uh, like, BMW. that one was also, like, that was the prototype the one that was in the movie right and the guy that lives across the street from me owns owns the same car really a bmw z3 i guess so looks like the same car i didn't uh i didn't ask him you know here in north dakota our neighbors are kind of far away so it's sure Sure. so across the street is like three miles yeah and also you don't want to get too close six feet yeah right yeah but yeah like that car too like it doesn't actually show it like shooting any it's yeah, not it like there's show rockets it doing anything. Like, yeah. yeah it doesn't just do like anything. yeah it's got it's this and this and yeah. this and now yeah. we'll collect our three million dollar check <laughs> but they made they made some money off it so i mean that's pretty cool i mean i i, I like that that kind of stuff in movies i don't know why just fun to... in in the scene where they introduce the bmw the q scene mrs elder is like is this a like a Leslie Nielsen kind of thing going on here. The, <laughs> well, I, you know, I never really gave it any thought before. I was like, yeah, this is really like slapsticky and over the top. I yeah. had to look it up today, and Austin Powers came out in 1997, and this movie came out in 1995. It was so close that I had to make sure. I didn't think uh, Police Academy or whatever, but a pretty, pretty good. That is a pretty good one. I was thinking Austin Powers, definitely. Yeah. Well, I was so thinking close. like, I, I for some reason I was thinking like 
John Cleese should be in this. And I said, oh, wait, he became Q. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give him another uh, two movies and he'll, he'll, he'll be there. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Like, it's almost like he could have done this scene. Yeah. And it would have fit in any Python movie. <laughs> the, I mean, whatever. I mean, the, the, the exploding pen is still fun, I, I yeah. think. That, yeah, all they make, of that they make Q the... Quartermaster shit is hilarious in that. And he's like, don't touch that. And he's like, why? It's my sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, that's my lunch. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's... I actually like the Q scene like from the that. next movie better. And if you look carefully in Tomorrow Never Dies, you can see where they cut parts out of it because you'll see a tiger in a cage next to them. Yeah, they, I think... They cut that out of the movie. There's like oh. a scene where he's like, okay, now I'm going to give you a thing. And then he opens it, you know, the, the crate opens and it's the, the tiger's like, oh, sorry, that's the wrong thing. That's for, you know... Oh, someone else. That's a different, you know, then, but double oh nine. Yeah. The even they were probably like well, that, that jokes, maybe even too much for us. I thought it was just something there to make it look like Q's got a lot of weird shit going on. Well, it like, does work in that sense, but it, it actually was, uh, was, was cut from the film. Well, I agree though, that the next tomorrow, just, we're not going to do tomorrow never dies, but I do like the car that he controls with this. Yeah. Another BMW at that. Yeah. But I love that Q can't really do it. Then, yeah. You move it this way with yeah. the pad to move the yeah. car. And, and then Bond, of course, can just like he's just, do, 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 do. yeah. He'd be good at those drones with the app. Uh, can fly those <laughs> yeah, I know. He was he's way ahead of his time. That's like twenty years, thirty. I don't know. Twenty-five almost. Yeah, twenty-five. Okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, I mean, this one has some cool stuff. The watch. Uh, yeah, the, they make a reference to the pen in Skyfall, I think. He's like, oh, what, right. what were we expecting? Like exploding a pen? We don't really go in for that sort of stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, burn. I, I was trying to do it, too, with the with counting. I was trying to count. Yeah, I've never uh, been able to do that. Apparently, Desmond Llewellyn had a difficult time remembering how many times he was supposed to press the, the pen to make it explode. <laughs> it, like, every take, he said something different. Oh, it's my like, God, I saw a little cute interview where he was like, I'm not good at gadgets at all. I'm, I'm dimly-dimly with them. <laughs> <laughs> so British. That is like a Monty Python thing. It's like, one, two, five. It's three. It's three clicks. How do you just, like, I don't know. Apparently, he, he was just horrible at memorizing lines. And there was a thing where he talked about driving the Aston Martin at the Goldfinger premiere. And he was having real trouble with the car. It was not running well. And he's like, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to pull up in the front of the thing. The car's going to sputter out. And the audience is going to expect me to get her out and tinker with it and make it work again. <laughs> It is funny though that they they replaced everybody but Q. They kept, like they they have a new money penny whose name is Samantha Bond. I know, even that's pretty amazing. Very pretty amazing, and uh, yeah, Judy Dench, like I said, and everybody was replaced except they kept yeah, Desmond Llewellyn. I, I have the they... I have the skinny on the the Judy Dench M and uh, yes. the whole money Let's... penny thing here. Uh, apparently, hear. it was Louise Maxwell, previous money penny, that had came up with the idea to make M female and she was kind of putting herself in oh yeah i remember that she sort of was and like she was like maybe you know it could really be somebody that's been around for a while right <laughs> and they could be m you know money punny m m and then broccoli was like that is a great idea get me judy dentro the phone <laughs> <laughs> oh and now you're not even gonna have I, her I, don't, I didn't understand why they replaced money penny because they got a young money penny for the dalton films as well I don't and know. she was she was a, a lovely lady. 
Yeah, this money penny was lovely. Yeah, well. uh, there, there were even old money penny was lovely when she was young too. So. Well, that's right. I, although it did just get sort of weird when her and Roger Moore were flirting. I was like, oh, this is like being at the. Oh. Like in the Golden Girls that again. That was when like fifty-seven. <laughs> <Golden> made, <laughs> <laughs> when fifty-seven looked like eighty-seven, you know, it's not like <laughs> right, right, right. Whenever John Wayne died, because he had like 10 pounds of meat left in him or whatever. Yeah. People didn't take care of their hearts back then. Speaking of lovely ladies, I, we should talk about Famke Jensen a little bit. Because yeah. I, I, she was a lovely lady. Uh, and yeah, good job casting. And I feel like this is something they probably should have done in Bond before this. But the fact that she can kill men by... Squeezing them between her thighs. Yeah. <laughs> but she also had the sort of uh, fetish or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't know, for violence. When she goes into yeah. the satellite station, she shoots all those guys. She kind of, she's getting kind of aroused and everything. Yeah. She's like, um, <laughs> and there's the part where uh, Bond, where they're in the train and she's like, he's going to ram us. She's looking forward to it. Yeah, she's kind of into it. I, I like that. I, I mean, it's it's goofy, but I think it's funny for James uh, Bond universe. I, I forget what I listened to, but they would talk about, you know, Walmart doesn't exist in, in James Bond world. I don't remember <laughs> who said that, but I was like, yeah, you can't picture James Bond in a Walmart. No, everything is top, you know, yeah, top notch, top line. It's only the upper echelon. It's true. But yeah, I like her. And of course, Sean Bean, who went on, t- I don't know, this is the first time I saw him in anything, but he's... Yeah, so, but I know he was in other stuff, but this yeah. was yeah, the first time I was made aware of him. Yeah. And, he's... and uh, yeah, then he dies twice in the movie. Yeah. He's, as he's famous for doing in movies. Yeah, he dies pretty famously, yeah. I think, most of the things he's in. You only so. die twice. Yeah. yeah. Story, number six. How? Number six. <laughs> Not you even double the... six. Number six. <laughs> number six. You only die twice. How did he survive that first one? What the heck? That that one always sort of, I, I, I figured it was a, you know, they were just fucking, it was like a plan, right? Huh. Like, like that's a blank he shoots at him because there's no blood or whatever. But then the, but he does, but, but then the explosion happens. Yeah. Cause he is scarred. Yeah. Cause it's the same six minutes you gave me with the, but, right. but like really should be like, well, yeah, I thought you were dead. So, yeah, I didn't. Well, I and, wouldn't have blown uh, you up if I thought you were alive. Yeah, oh, well, whatever. And you were He's... fucking with me. And there, there are I, that part of the plot always sort of bugged me. But <laughs> I suppose after James Bond goes out the shoot, he was just like, "I'm going to get up and leave now." Maybe, yeah, but he still got scarred. Well, yeah, I guess he was in He's the radius. Cut himself shaven, you know. <laughs> I mean, he knew the bomb was going to go off. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to, to, after everyone ran out, he was like, I got to change this. And he's like, oh, I can't. It's yeah. It's a different, it's a fingerprint code or something. Ooh, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're over analyzing, but I did, I, 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 I agree that, that part of the plot is kind of just like, all right, well, whatever. There's uh, also but, a, a little fact here that the, the British censors are really a lot different than American censors, and there's practically no blood in the entire movie. Yeah, they're like they're violence, you know, like the sex stuff is okay, violence is bad, whereas it's different here where right. violence is okay, but sex is bad. Hmm. And I don't know where it is and where both things are bad. Explosions of anything. floating planes and helicopters are, they didn't like that either. What? I heard they cut out the head when she headbutts. Yeah, yeah, they they, they zoomed they in on her when he the, the, when he hits her in the back of the neck. It's it's you notice that you don't actually see him hit her. 
Uh, that's Isabella Skorupko, too, that gets headbutted, although not. We should. She was married to a hockey player, I think, at one point. I, don't know. I haven't really seen her in much else. Hockey but. stick. Well, she is a Swedish pop star. Oh, very good. So. Hey, now. She, the, she is and big she, in Belgium. She's and... huge. Yeah. <laughs> she's a pop star and Bond girl. So good for her. You know, she gets it. She has um, really 90s hair, I think, in this movie. Yeah, she's got the Jennifer. Anne. It was '95. It was that was the time, you know. I mean, it was. But that, I like that hairstyle. Well, I'm saying it should come back. Pierce Brosnan's hair, though, is still. It's kind of '80s ish. It does not move throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I think Except he didn't the get scene when he's in the sauna or whatever. Yes, I don't. I don't think he got good hair until the world is not enough, which is, of course, one of the worst Bond movies ever. <laughs> good hair, bad Bond. Good hair, bad, good hair, bad Bond. <laughs> And I, I guess we should also mention Alan Cumming as yes. Boris, who I think you always thought was kind of annoying. I think he told me once. Yeah, no, he, uh, he is. Uh, <laughs> he reminds me now of someone that I used to work with. Not that that person annoyed me, but like they just have very similar, like they look similar. And that was sort of remind me of. And also you want to mention Robbie Coltrane, who was, to Sorry. me at the time, I knew him from Nuns on the Run, but then he became famous <laughs> For being in the Harry Potter movies, right, and of course Joe Don Baker, and of course, and and a, and a little uh, mini driver cameo. That's right. Who's strangling the cat? Yeah, which that reteams <laughs> her with what's his face when they were in that movie together, Boris and her uh, circle of friends. Oh, that's right. Well, he was in that so one. Proper and choosy. Yeah, I, I, I only know this because it played at the video store that we worked at that trailer all the time. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mini Driver singing in that. I heard she got paid five grand for that. Oh, uh, bad day's work. It was yeah, funny cause, because the, the commentary came out shortly after. And it was just the way they were talking about it. And she's got quite the career going for herself right now. About <laughs> Mini Driver. Oh. Circle of Friends with Chris O'Donnell. And, and then, and, and, and how about them apples? Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Well, that was 98. Yeah. But yeah, but that's a good career she's got. No, that's a good career, yeah. And you know, in some fact, things coming up. Yeah, in fact, this was the first Bond movie to be released on DVD, uh, oh. I should mention. Like, DVD. you know, I mean, they released others, but those were old. Like, this was the first new one. And this was, actually, a little bit of personal trivia. The day I bought my DVD player, the first DVD I bought was Tomorrow Never Dies. Well, how about that? Huh? 1998. I had pulled a fast one on on when I got the, I got the the Tomorrow Never Dies DVD for Christmas and it was the lame edition the nothing uh-huh. the bare bones, so I brought it back to Fye and said look oh this this DVD's not working it's it's not playing correctly and I went over and got the one that had all the extras on it and yeah, they said okay we we'll swapped them out we wow nice uh, nice man those are the days. Yeah. <laughs> But also, this is the first Bond movie to use CGI. There's plenty of matte paintings and plenty that's of matte, right. matte there's, painting. There's plenty of uh, model what? airplanes and stuff. That oh, that's really a model. Cool. That's a model. Well, uh, let me let me talk about Derek Meddings for one second. All right, the, model, the, the guy, the, floor the guy yours. in charge of this was his final film. He died in September. He didn't even get to see the movie come out. He Ooh. died just before the movie came out. But he was most famous for working on the Thunderbirds puppet show and Captain Scarlet, all those Jerry Anderson shows from the 60s. That's where he got uh, his big break. 
And then he went on to work on the, so I think Live and Let Die might have been his first Bond movie. Yes, it is, because now I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. And then he went on to work on uh, Superman movies, Superman. And uh, you can can find some, some, he seems like a very gentle soul. And you can find some some interviews with him on YouTube. And he's very, you know, well. I think we do this, and the thing that Thunderbirds so special people say it realistic. No, I'm doing a terrible. He's very soft spoken, hmm. and but interesting. And I always find, you know, me and Miles, I, I find it. And, and he died of colorectal cancer. Oh, yeah. so, but that scene of Boris walking out of the of the bunker area is is all a model. It's all it, it's all done in shot. So it's just sort of like wow. a it's like the perspective is like, like that giant satellite dish behind him is only 10 feet behind him and build it you know a quarter of the the scale so it looks like it's, it's so cool far man. yeah yeah i mean that's man movies back then i sent you guys that video i did i had watched yeah. that before actually. the tank chase i don't know um, I, uh, I watched that 10 minutes before you sent it to me it's funny oh really <laughs> It's so cool to think about now they would just do CGI and whatever and, you know, whatever. But like that was a, you know, that's a real tank. And that was some of that was shot in St. Petersburg. And then a lot of it was shot on, you know, Yeah, they recreated it as a backlot set. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a truck, a big Perrier truck with cans that would that were set to explode. Yeah. So then we drive through the truck, which they had already cut in half. And the cans go everywhere, and some of them spray Perrier everywhere. But it's, Pepsi I mean, like, Coke they had it. turned it down. Oh, really? That's yeah, funny. so that's how they I have Perrier. That. I didn't hear that. That's funny. Who turned it down? Pepsi, Pepsi and, and Coke. Coke. Oh. That's crazy. But when you think about that, they had another truck just in case it didn't look good. But So you had two. You had two chances to get it right. You know what I mean? They, mm. they got it right. They, they drive this tank at this truck at, like, 40 to 50 miles an hour. Just to smash through the thing, and I mean, it's so fun. Like the idea it's, that it's, like it's yeah. the highlight of the film. I feel that definitely is. And yet, well, we had never seen a tank chase. That's yeah. kind of a, a great. I mean, to think about all the action movies and everything, yeah. you've never seen a tank chase. There are there are, are are three really cool things. There's the tank chase. There's the jumping off the 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 side of the dam as the very right. first shot there, because that's all done for real. Yeah, that um, guy. And that, the everybody was of, talking about base jumping back then. Yeah, because <laughs> I guess apparently what they did was they threw a log with that was the same weight as the guy off the edge, and and the rope broke. They did it three times. It broke twice and worked once, and they're like, "Okay, what? let's go get the guy." Oh my god! <laughs> and the other, the, and that motorcycle driving off the edge of the cliff, chasing the plane, is real. So yeah, those are like now. I mean, the shot after it where he's like falling and chasing the plane is like horribly blue screened in but right. but i guess they were trying to go for the you know spy who loved me where he s- skis off the edge of the, yeah. the mountain and then the parachute opens up so yeah, practical stuff was still big back then and getting <laughs> and building an entire recreation of saint petersburg it's just only bond movies would do that you know yeah I mean, it's great. The, the thing, too, about the motorcycle and catching up to the plane, I feel like even at the time, I was like, oh, that's that's a little hard to swallow. Oh, that was, I remember my, my old man was like, oh, you saw these, like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's such but, you know, old man. Uh, that's such a your old man reaction. Yeah. Your dad totally was, 
right. But now I watch it, and I'm, that's kind of cool. You know, like, I don't know. Am, am I less... I'm not yeah, less I, now that's the same that. way I but feel about it. We've seen so much just, dumb shit in movies. Yeah. Maybe it just used to things being over the top now, but yeah. yeah. I, but I back think then, I was, I was like... The execution can't. might be a little lacking, but the idea is fine. You know? Yeah, it's a James Bond movie. It's just a fun thing to do. Get him out of this predicament, you know. I would, so. I would like to talk about the score for one moment because mm-hmm. the tank chase scene was rescored after the fact because the re-scored. music by Eric Sierra, I think his name was, was pretty terrible. And even <laughs> Martin Campbell was like, yeah, no, that's I, it just didn't work for me. But he had done The Professional and right. and what's that Bruce Willis one? Uh, where he's got the big blonde hair. No, no, oh. no, no, no. The, the future one. He's the cab driver. Good 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 yes, Good thank you. Moonlighting. <laughs> yes, all of the above. <laughs> Last man standing. And so they were like, well, this guy's, you know, he did the professional. It's sort of, you know, edgy and 90s. Let's bring him in. And he did like the most bland video gamish score where he was cutting and pasting stuff from other scores, essentially. And that scene with the car chase at the beginning that we were talking about with the Ferrari, the music in that is it's terrible. really bad. Yeah. And so. During the tank chase, apparently Martin Campbell is like, the sound effects and the music are at the same pitch level. So the music's getting lost. And you want, and he's like, I want the Bond music uh, here. We really want to kind right. of play out the Bond thing. And he called him up and said, you know, these, these, it's, it's the, the sounds are canceling each other out, the music and the sound effects. And, the, and he's like, we need to rescore it. And he's like, why don't you just turn down the sound effects? Oh, and he's yeah, like, right. All right, well, that, that's not going to work for me. So he got his assistant who was in, England, I guess. And he said, look, we need the scene rescored. I know it's Friday. We need it Monday. And and he did. And, I, and that music actually stands out because it sounds like James Bond music. It sounds like yeah. it should be played there instead of, you know, pew, 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 Yeah, pew, no, pew. it's when he smashes through the wall, like that's, you yeah. hear, that's where they, they get, kick like, in the James yeah. Bond. Or you get, whatever. Like, you actually yeah. get those big brassy horns. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. I can't imagine it with that. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, no, on on the soundtrack of uh, the score for on the 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 CD or digital or whatever um, you can hear what what they actually used like what was originally composed and yeah, yeah it's it's very video gamey. <laughs> All right, that's a good time as any. We should talk about the GoldenEye video game for a few, for a couple minutes here. Oh hell yeah. Oh, oh, hell yeah. This is one of the most successful games that the N64 ever had. I think it's three or something, or maybe two. I don't know. It, I had it. I had this note somewhere. But, but we don't bother with facts around here. We well, fuck you know, things up all the time. It's, t- it's Peter Weller was the best Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> and Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> but it dog? was a big deal. Because, first of all, the expectations were really low for this game. And it ended up being really popular and sold really well. And yes, it is the third best. You can fight each other. Well, this was to have a a console game that was a first-person shooter was totally totally new. And yeah, as as you said, Clay. And it is the third best-selling Nintendo 64 game. I think one of the Zeldas and one of the Mario's beat it up but yeah i mean it's it's yeah but it had a multiplayer mode like you said and it won awards you you guys didn't play this because my friends and i played this all of the time why didn't we play this i didn't need to play it i was it 
I, was I lived it. <laughs> sort of like John Hunt's treatment. They had this cool <laughs> thing where you could like put like a proximity landmine on a wall and then just you just wait for your friend to like walk by it and then it would just blow up in his face and it would kill him. It's not a very was... good friend then, is <laughs> No, it was like cutthroat. We used to like go at it, killing each this other. This is like you and Sean Bean. It, yeah. You know, like yeah, Pierce Brosnan and Sean Bean. Yeah, right. It was really fun and, and spent hours playing. Even the you know, story mode, you, you would play to get better when you were playing your friends. And then mm. a couple of my friends in like the big house we were in, everybody was always playing it and either playing it on their own or in the, it was like a four screen, you know, four people could play. And it was super, super fun. Love I that. mean, I only rented it. I think I only rented it a couple times. I never owned it. But, if it uh, makes you feel better, I had some James Bond racing game that was awful. <laughs> Why would that make us feel better? Well, I had a James Bond game. I had Tomorrow Never Dies video game, which I, oh. I don't even remember what it was like. Yeah. Well, I, well, think this is I only have like maybe a handful of games that I've even ever played at all. But like that is definitely one of the ones that I've put in tons of hours in. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. I think more people probably enjoy the game than the movie. And it was a successful movie, but... In fact, it well, it beat out Moonraker for highest grossing Bond movie at that time. Right, right. Of course, Which, of course Moonraker is a, is a classic as well. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Roger Moore's last one, though, right? We're not going to talk about... No, we're not going to be talking about Moonraker. We're going to be talking yeah. about A View to a Kill. Oh, right. Which I think is actually worse than really? Moonraker. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe. I like that theme song. The so, theme song's great, though. Like Duran Duran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I don't I don't know. Like, you know how you could do those things where you can get old games? I'm not oh, yeah, sure yeah. I've ever seen Goldeneye. I'm well, sure it's available. They released Goldeneye several times, and I think the last yeah. one was, you know, it's got Daniel Craig as James Bond in Goldeneye, you know. Interesting. They made it for the Wii. Yeah, was... It was kind of on the time when the Wii was, like, going out of style, but still right. people got it. I never got it. Never, never got Wii it. Version. Yeah, I mean, it's there's they'll probably do they'll probably do more. I don't know. But, yeah, it was, it was a very good game, very high. I'm sure people listening have fond memories as you do clay but unfortunately i never yeah for some reason john and i played a lot of games we tried to kill each other and that one just it never... seems like that would be perfect i know i get let's <laughs> let's let's find see if it, we can download it and play it there thing could i can ratchet up we'll the bean be... a little bit yeah, yeah. But, well, we, i'd have the, to ratchet the key is putting those proximity mines because they have different mines <laughs> that are like timer mines and then they have proximity mines and then you're just gonna place those and then you your friend's just walking by. Hey, I wonder where everybody is. Boom. Blow what up we should face. do is download the game, play it, and record it for an episode and post it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Cord is playing this. You, can, you need like, controllers to play it. I can get a controller. <laughs> it's not like yeah, they. I can just order one here, and they'll have it delivered to North Dakota. Yeah, Amazon Prime two days. I'm sure you can. Give me the. I'll I'll call them up and say, give me the golden eye controller. Yeah. And uh, and a way to play it on a and Mac. Bring one to Durst too. Yeah. Or, I only or have an Xbox. iPad or something. Help me. Yeah. I need to be a. Just yeah. Call them. I, call up the broccolis. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> see what they have to say. 
I'll go to the grocery store and talk to the the vegetable section to the broccoli. Shicha, shicha, broccoli. Well, we didn't. Speaking of broccoli, this was the last one. This is the like, like, so, yeah. He he not he didn't even really produce. He cast Pierce, and that was pretty much like the last thing he did. Yeah. And it's then he passed out. He said to his daughter and stepson, who who had been involved in the Bond movies for a while anyway. You know, it's yours now. Go do this shit. Yeah, he died seven months after it was released. Uh, but I mean, you know. He had a good run. Yeah. <laughs> he had a good run. It's yeah. 17 movies, whatever. So. Yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. What else we got on Goldeneye? I got, I got something else here for you. Okay. The Observatory, the, the Goldeneye itself. It's all a miniature, you know, when it comes out of the water. Right. But that was, Observatory was in the news recently because it collapsed back in December. Oh. The, the actual goodness. location. And you can watch it collapse on uh, YouTube as well. There, there was the actual drone footage where it happened to be hovering around it and wow. caught it all. Just, I was like, if they had just waited 25 years, they could have gotten the real thing to blow up. <laughs> that was in Puerto Rico, I think, right? Yeah, I can't even pronounce the thing. It's either like Arcebo Observatory or Arkibo, but I don't know which, and I don't want, you know. Sure. So one of those. It's that observatory. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I'd also like to point out Daniel Kleinman did the the opening uh, credits, and he was big for music videos in the '80s. So that's where he got his start. And you have mm. Bono on the Edge writing the theme song for Tina Turner, which I think is sort of an underwhelming theme song. But yeah, it's not great. I really I mean... liked the visuals for for that part of the movie. Right. So that had always impressed me. I mean, it's cool that it's Tina Turner. I mean, they always. Yeah. They almost always got like a big name. They always to do get it. a big name who doesn't do a good song, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what happens. Yeah. When there is a good think... song, it doesn't go anywhere. Like, I really like that Chris Cornell song from oh, yeah, Casino yeah. Royale, but that just just petered out here, you know? Well, like, the music, the whole music industry petered out. Let's face it. Yeah, petered Sorry, out is like... not even that good of a musician either. The whole town is out of order. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, what are you going to do? I was trying to think of, I mean, I guess Duran Duran. You, that might be one of my favorite. <laughs> just because I was a big fan of Duran Duran. It's a, it's a really good song, and regardless. Let Die is a good song. That yeah, is too. All right, true. there are yeah. exceptions, of course, yes. But, the but Guns N' like, Roses I've, Live and Let Die is a better song. I just, wow. I like I like the Paul McCartney one better. Yeah, I kind of do too. Sorry. Sorry, Clay. I know we're always ganging up on you, and I'm always being mean. But I, I agree. <laughs> I like the mean. I, I, right. mean. I like my rock and roll to have a little balls, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with Guns N' Roses. Little balls. Oh, 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 that wasn't me. All right. So, yeah, the movie was a success. Came out in November 1995 and made about 100 million in America, 300 and something America. worldwide. And that's like at the time where 100 million was like, holy crap, 100 million. You know? Now, if you don't make that on like the opening day, you're like, boy, well, that, that movie tanked. I, wanna, I think we should probably, I don't know if anybody cares about this, but you, we saw this at midnight. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, we did. We didn't see it at midnight like on Thursday. We saw it at midnight on Friday. Like because the night that, it came out because it didn't have midnight Thursday yeah, shows. Because that was the earliest showing we could go to. Well, I think, yeah, we went with like, oh, we'll just go see James Bond. Yay. And it was sold out. Everybody was buying tickets. 
and yeah. everything back we then. didn't go online and purchase them ahead of time because we didn't have the internet then which yeah even the movie didn't seem to understand how the internet worked <laughs> back then <laughs> Horses online backing up files. So I was like, why is he doing that? You know, with the cloud. He's putting things on the cloud. Yeah, and also like also like him getting an email was like, yeah. Yeah, incoming email. Email now, right? Now let's now let's guess your password, you know? Right, right. It's password was chair. Jesus (laughs) Christ, Boris. (laughs) I did kind of like the the interfaces and stuff like of the I always love looking at that like how they interpret and have it like be big and bold so it shows up on the screen and it's like processing enhancing yeah. beep beep big beep big green yeah. big green letters and everything yeah. yeah but yeah so I remember and then we just like had to hang out for like 3 hours yeah boy that sucked and then and then we and I I definitely fell asleep for part of the movie during this midnight show well you know the movie yeah. does sort of it hit like a lull in the middle, so it's understandable. Yeah, yeah. So it was a surprise to see what happened then, huh? This time around, <laughs> you want to? I've seen it many, many times. <laughs> in fact, I was surprised at how many lines I remembered when I was watching it recently. I was like, oh, I remember. All. I mean, I, I I guess I've seen it a lot now that I now that I think of it. But uh, yeah, I remember that first. I don't remember everything about that first night because, like I said, I fell asleep. But yeah, that was like the what you know. It was Friday night. Like, oh, yeah, let's go see James Bond. Yay! We drove. We to the probably theater. worked until nine, so we probably couldn't have seen it earlier. Probably. We had, we had Richard Bryan with us too, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we drove to the theater, and it was sold out, and it was probably crowded. It was Friday night in 1995, and this is all there was. What to theater do. did we see it at? Quincy? I think we went to Braintree. Braintree. Braintree, North Dakota. Braintree, North Dakota. Yeah. Because that was like the cool theater then. That was the coolest theater. And uh, yeah, like. And then I think we drove to your dad's like business Why and sat that? there for a while. Oh, just to hang out beforehand. Just to hang out. Uh, yeah, like, three maybe, hours. like no, no, we weren't. Too, that was before we were real alcoholics. Well, now oh, I'm, no. I'm yeah. a recovered yeah. alcoholic. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. No, we were, and we were like, I guess no, I wasn't. I mean, technically, I was not. I mean, not that the, you yeah. had to be it. No, let's see. I, I guess was, I was twenty. I think I was twenty. I didn't. Yeah. Turned 21 till the next year. Okay, well then, see, that makes sense why we weren't drinking. Right. It came out in November, so I guess... I yeah, was, it was just yeah. right before my birthday, so that would, uh-huh. I don't know. I would have yeah, been 20-something uh, or other. Three, I guess. Uh, yeah, 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 I mean, we just kind of hung out. And That's uh, what we did, though. We were. That's what we did. That's, we just yeah. hung out. Sat around talking about all the women that we wanted to score with, and then you know, I was, uh, I was dating though at the time, so I didn't need I, to score with anyone. Kidding. I, 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 I was not going to score for a long, long time after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to be like James Bond and score. <laughs> I wonder why I fell asleep. I was like, yeah. I am, I'm not going to look. I can't relate to this movie at all. Yeah. I can't, first of all, I'm not a spy, and and I I'm not going to be scoring. So and I'm not old enough to drink. So yeah, I, can't I don't enjoy even like product. wearing watches. Yeah, I, I don't know, like I, watching. So. Watches have a laser. I don't know how to play baccarat. I still don't know how to do those things. But uh, anyways, uh, so but it was you know that was that was good though. I mean it's it was it's a good memory even though I don't re- I don't remember the movie. It was probably like it was probably well, like I, six I remember bucks. I had the the James Bond car from the previous movie the the Lincoln. And I remember, like, we were all revved up after seeing it, so I was driving real fast. <laughs> you know? See, they, 
good memories. Good Men memories. want to be him and women want to be with him or whatever it is. Right. And you wanted to drive fast like him. Yeah. So I wanted to be him at that point. Yeah. And I wanted to be with him. He's a good looking man. You know, sure. I'd take a cuddle from Pierce Brosnan. Still, I would. <laughs> how does he? I haven't. I guess how does he look now? I, I suppose I haven't seen. Uh, he's a uh, gray, very good, oh, but yeah. still a good-looking man. You know, he's, I think I saw him in something kind of recently. You could do that golden eye watch along with him. I think I sent you guys that link a long time ago, or maybe I just posted it online. But, but like the whole time, he's like, "Yeah, uh huh. Oh God, I hope this is still working. I'm sorry <laughs> if I screwed it up. I hope this is working. I hope this is out. Can you see me? Can anyone see me?" All right, I'll take a question, but I hope this thing is working. I hope, yeah. I guess I haven't seen him in anything. He's still, you know, he did, you know, he did like that November Man and stuff. So, oh right, and he's gotten a lot of. His wife has gotten a lot of um, guff because she's uh, like, because she was like, you know, model-like woman that you know when they met twenty-five years ago, and you know, she said they've had a couple kids and. She's gained weight. She's still a lovely woman, but everybody's like, "Wow, she's so fat." It's like, "Fuck you guys," you know? Yeah, these are. Yeah. I I would also like to point out something else about Pierce Brosnan is that he's had a lot of tragedy in his life because his first wife Cassie, who was in For Your Eyes Only, and that was sort of where he caught the eye of the Broccoli's. Was his wife was in that movie briefly, and she passed away of ovarian cancer, oh. and he adopted her daughter. So she was like one of his own, and she died recently of the same thing. So, I mean, there's been a lot of sadness in his life. So, yeah, you know, give the guy a break. Oh, and, I, uh, give his lady a break, too. Jesus. Don't bring I, the mean. I, 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 that is not Durson mean. No, that is, no. So I'm just saying. There's I'm people just, way more mean than me. Yeah, because I, I was watching a thing. It was like James Bond then and now, and, and they were. They were showing like that. And then the comment section was like, Pierce Brosnan's wife got fat. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm sure the person typing is a fat douchebag, you know? Yeah. So that just makes me mad, you know? But you can tell, like, I I then went and looked up some things about them. And you can tell that, like, pictures you see them where you know that they don't know they're being taken sometimes, that he still looks at her very lovingly and that they're still together after all this time. So good on him. Sure, absolutely. And a lot of Hollywood marriages don't last that long. I nothing take nothing away from I take nothing away from Pierce Brosnan. I think you're right. I think he was he's, he was a great James Bond. Maybe the maybe not, not the best, but my yeah, he's favorite. my yeah. I'm gonna say I, I like I think Connery was probably the best because he established it, and I think he probably him and Daniel Craig I think have have had like the best movies in their run. Like I think I think. Goldfinger is a classic. That's like a perfect Bond movie. And I think Casino Royale is one of the, and, and mm-hmm. Skyfall are two great movies. I think this is Pierce's best movie. Yeah, uh, but I also really like Tomorrow Never Dies. I'm a I little like sad. Tomorrow Never Dies too. There are things gonna... about that I think are much better. Like yeah. the musical score by um, <laughs> David Arnold, which is like, he was like, I got, this might be the only one I do. So he just like went full on Bond in that movie. Yeah, I think, you know, I think you're right. This is all he, he his, not all his movies are great. Yeah, like you said, World is Not Enough is not is not good at all. But I mean it has good parts in it. Like that's <laughs> the thing. Guess. Each Bond movie has good parts in it, at least, that, that you can you can pick out. There's two a cheese pizza element to uh, a lot of that's right. fun, you know? 
I, I think like. you're right. Yeah, it definitely is. And he's definitely, but Pierce Brosnan has the role that I love the, and I guess it became like a kind of thing. He's straightening his tie a lot, like yeah. sort of inappropriate or, or times in a way. At, like, at humorous times. Yeah. Times he like, uh, in the tank. He does it in the, the tank. And he does it underwater in the, yeah. in the yeah. world's not enough. Which and Daniel Craig picks good. up on that little thing. Yeah. He didn't think he fixed part, it. Just it's kind of bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he adjusts his cufflinks there in the, yeah. in the train. What does he do when he falls off the edge in, in uh, Spectre there, where, he, where the building collapses and he ends up on the on the couch underneath him? I always thought, I thought there should have been a gag there and there wasn't, but I might, you know, I might be misremembering that. It's been a while. Mm. Yeah, I don't exactly remember. It seemed like like he fell down and then he had like the... the the lamp post in his hand and he just tossed it but it seemed like there should have been a better gag than that yeah. well yeah. we'll get to that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well but yeah this one I, I think not only is it Pierce Brosnan's but I think it was good to establish like the character again you know like yeah. six yeah. years is not a long time but I feel like at the time people were kind of just yeah. over it yeah and, uh, yeah, now movies go like 30 years before a sequel comes out to yeah. it. Back then, yeah. And they make and a I shitty was one. Really, I was, I was Jones and for I was like buying, you know, like the Starlog magazine and the, and the, everything that had Goldeneye. I was like, Entertainment Weekly's got a thing, you know. Like I was there for it, and I absorbed all of it. Yeah. And then and I was there, there was again a... for Tomorrow Never Dies. I record anything that had James Bond on it. Wow. There was a train fight in this. Yeah. That. That's right. Clay loves the train yeah, fight. Right. And his big yeah. train fight fetish. Yeah. Very well. So it had everything. Really. Thing. It had everything I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond, train fight. I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I need in the movie. <laughs> James Bond in a train fight. Yeah. So, I mean, no, but it was good. Start and yeah, I think it was, it, it, if you put yourself back in that time. Good it, to see you yeah, again, Casino Royale. <laughs> it was yeah it was good stuff i don't know I, that's all i got to say really i don't want to belabor the point but yeah i give it thumbs up or whatever you or whatever kind of rating we give movies i don't know uh, i think it changes from movie to movie that we talk right. about <laughs> it depends 11 on two, so. two kills to make a double o or whatever <laughs> i really that's, give this i give this a two thumbs up or whatever two train fights up yeah. yeah, I give it two train fights up too. I I kind of feel like I liked it a little bit less now watching it again because I was like, whoa, it's really now it's it's kind of slow in the middle. I'm like, whoa, this really just kind of comes to a screeching halt once you know once Joe Don Baker's in it. But but still, I still enjoy it regardless. Yeah, I, I think Joe Don Baker is, is kind of just in there to get. All we kept the doing next... was we just yeah we just kept making Mitchell jokes. Joe Don Baker. <laughs> that classic Mystery Science Theater episode. Joe Don Baker. And he comes back in the next one, too. I know, I know. Rises his role. Just like Eight. Robbie Coltrane comes back in The World Is Not Enough. They didn't, you know, usually when they'd yeah. have a reoccurring character, it'd be a different person playing it, like Felix Light character. Doesn't he die in The World Is Not Enough? Yes. Yeah. That was a bummer. Yeah, Felix is not in this film. Right. No, because Felix no. got his legs bitten off in the last one. Because he disagreed. I kind of feel like we'll they should have just we'll killed him. <laughs> you know, but eh. it's okay. Um, all right. All right. Well, 
let's uh yeah let's wrap it up thanks for listening uh you can check out all of our league stuff at leaguepodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, what else have we got going on this is what else john what do you have anything else going on that you want to Throw out there. I've got a shit ton of stuff going on. Check out The Elusive Samurai, which is coming out from Viz digit digitally. So this is all digital. That'll be... How elusive is it? Can you get it? Is it so well, you could go to viz.com and read it online. Oh, I believe. Good. So online. Online. I'll the... send you an email. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, and you know, I got a bunch of there's a uh, you know what just came out? I'm sorry I should have plugged this for Christmas time. Was that the box set of uh, the collected Zelda comics that I lettered? In, and it came out in like a chest, and they're a hardcover. And when you open the chest, it goes, which they gave me a comp copy of that for working on it. And the amount of times, anytime I made an announcement, I would open the chest. That's awesome. So I'd be like, we're doing Goldeneye tonight. Dude, that, that if, you'll, if you'll pardon the expression, that high rules. <laughs> oh very good very good awesome very well okay go check out that stuff clay do you have anything you want to uh, i got my my substack clay inferno.substack.com and we've got uh season two of i think this is great with clay inferno i interviewed mega ran and we talked about his new book dream master so that's what i got going on Substack. I noticed you got a Substack going on over there, and you've got your team. Well, I thought you know you inspired me to to try this Substack thing out, and uh, you know, Substack, baby, Substack. <laughs> oh, that's a, now I got a new Thank theme you. song. Yeah. I posted something on there today, so if you want to get the some stuff, you can subscribe or about Thor. And I yeah, I wrote about the 2011 Thor. You can draw a picture of Thor picking his nose. <laughs> no, it's sort of a person, my personal experience, and then you know, it's sort of a deep dive into the movie and the meanings and stuff. You think it's just some dumb action movie, but I think there's a lot going on there, and so you know, check it out. I and, uh, always enjoy that movie. Yeah, very well, I'm glad I did too. So uh, yeah, I got that in RobinHoodComicBook.com. Obviously, you can check out that and we got we all have our t public shit going i guess or john and i t public.com you know slash jhunt5440 or uh, robin hood comic book you know you can go to mine and buy stolen designs <laughs> but borrowed designs borrowed yes well i mean if they were really stolen the website would take them down if you can't remember that, go to leaguepodcast.com slash shop, and there's links to those mm. things. Links, just like in Zelda. That's right. <laughs> 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 All right, we're really rambling now. Let's, All right, let's, thanks let's end this, fucker. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Adios. James? No.